going on, Fourth and Inches Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you today. Dan is on vacation. So uh, we hope he has a good time out there. But it's just us bringing the podcast today. What's going on, Steve? What's up? All right. So today we are going to, you know, talk a little bit about preseason week two, give you a news breakdown. Um, have a little segment where we're going to do uh, top our top five running back handcuffs, and then we're going to break down another draft that we uh, had with our listeners. So, uh, you know, we're going to get into all that. But first, don't forget to check us out on our website at www.4thandinchesff.com. That's www.4thandinchesff.com. For a bunch of content, you got articles, blogs, player profiles, and you can subscribe to our draft guide, which features the decision maker, which is a tiered out guideline for three different styles of drafting. You got one for your risky drafter, one for your conservative drafter, and then you have the tweener, which is basically a mix of both. The draft guide also features the cheat codes, which is a visual breakdown of every team's stats from last year. It's a great tool to prepare for your drafts, and it's the same tool we use to give you information on the podcast. So check that out, and also look for us on the Fantasy Life app. We'll be doing start-sick questions throughout the year, and we're looking into doing a keeper question segment on there as well. And if you're listening, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. So let's get into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, so Jimmy Garoppolo completed just one of six passes for zero yards and one interception in the Niners' second preseason game on Monday. Mike Florio reports Antonio Brown has filed another grievance against the NFL, preventing him from wearing his old helmet. This dude is just losing his mind. Mm-hmm. The Miami Herald's Barry Jackson doesn't believe linebacker Kiko Alonso is a lock to make the Dolphins 53-man roster. ESPN's Mike DiRocco reports sophomore DJ Chark has been the most impressive receiver at Jaguars camp this summer. Patriots released punter Ryan Allen. Derrick Henry resumed practicing on Monday. Uh, Colts placed running back Deontay Foreman on injured reserve with a torn bicep. Dude can't just can't catch a break. NFL.com's Ian Rappaport's Ian Rappaport reports and say that three times in a row. Uh, Darius Geis is expected to play in Thursday's preseason game against the Falcons. Uh, Julian Edelman was spotted warming up for Monday's practice. Free agent wide receiver Dontrell Inman will visit with the Lions. Mike Florio reports Antonio Brown has returned to practice. Dolphins coach Brian Flores said Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't a lock to start week one. Agent Drew Rosenhaus expects Antonio Brown to join the Raiders soon. <laughs> Golden Tate is in the concussion protocol. Texans rookie left guard Titus Howard suffered a broken finger in the second preseason game. DK Metcalf will have surgery this week, but isn't expected to be sidelined too long. Le'Veon Bell will not play in the preseason. The Athletics' Mark Caboli 
believes rookie wide receiver Deontay Johnson is not going to play early in the season. NFL Network's uh, we'll skip over that. It's another Antonio Brown. We're just going to skip over Antonio. We've done enough of that. Yeah. Bills released injured cornerback EJ Gaines. Uh, Patriots placed Josh Gordon on a non-football injury list. Patriots released Dontrell Inman. So, ESPN's Adam Schefter said Case Keenum is now tracking to be Washington's opening day starting quarterback. Former Bears and Bengals running back Cedric Benson has passed away at age 36. According to Ben Volan of the Boston Globe, the Titans' starting quarterback job looks surprisingly wide open. Mm. Mm-hmm. Raiders coach John Gruden said Antonio Brown will took all the reps in our walkthrough. Andrew Luck was recorded warming up prior to Indianapolis' Week 2 preseason game. Uh, Jaguars activated Marquise Lee from the pup list. And that is pretty much it for... Uh, the Eagles signed Josh McCown as their backup. Uh, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, anything you want to get into, Steve, the, the, from the news? I think nothing really crazy. Yeah, we kind of just hashing out stuff that we've already already heard. Nothing like super major. But the Marcus Mariota news, I guess, is kind of surprising. But, you know, I, did... very surprising because he yeah. looked pretty good in their second game. He looked pretty good on that drive. The guy uh, threw the touchdown to Delaney Walker, you know, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, he, you know, was a guy that I think they, after the end of last season, they kind of were a little bit sour on because, you know, just him, how many games he missed. And, you know, it seems like he misses a couple of games every single year, you know. So when they signed Ryan Tannehill, it was kind of to me like, hmm, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to, you know, it's not like they signed him. They traded for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, to me, it was kind of like, uh, that might be writing on the wall that they're not happy with, with, uh, you know, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Marcus Mariota. Hey. So, you know, that could be, that, that, when I when that happened, I thought that could be something to look out for. And now, you know, it's just coming to fruition that that is the deal. So, you know, Marcus Mariota better, better uh, start playing some ball. Yeah, you're not lying. Um you know, I, I like that. I think it puts a little bit of pressure on them. And to me, pressure is good for a quarterback because, honestly, if you get to see what your quarterback really has. If he's going to buckle under pressure, then that's obviously not going to be a quarterback that you want. And, you know, if he thrives and uses this situation to motivate himself, you know, it could be good for good for everybody. So, you know, I, I like I like them putting a little pressure on Mariota. Um, this is, I think, this is his fifth year, is it not? Is this? Yes, this is. Uh, uh, they're picking up. He's on the it. same thing with uh, with, uh, with Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah. So this is his fifth year option year. So he he will be a free agent after this year. So you know, like I said, you know, put the pressure on them, see what you got, and if they have to move on, you know, it is what uh, it is. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about the Antonio Brown stuff enough. That's that's kind of beating beat um, a dead horse at this point. Yeah. I'm really excited about the Darius Geist news. I just told you that the other, um, you know, before we got on here, um, you know, I want to see what Darius Geist has. Um, I'm glad he's getting to play in that third preseason game because he looked really good last year in the preseason. And, you know, fortunately, he, you know, 
got hurt in the very first game after like five, six carries. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I want to see if he's able to keep, you know, a lot of that, keep a lot of that, you know, speed and just, uh, you know, work his way to a successful season. Yeah, when, when, if you were watch, watching that game last season when he got hurt, I don't think anybody even knew he was hurt because if you watched, the, you know, I mean, he kind of, you know, when he got tackled out of bounds, it looked like he fell on it a little bit weird, and then everybody was like, you know, he he basically jumped right back up, you know what I mean? It wasn't like uh, he was down for five minutes injury or anything like that, you know what I mean? He kind of just bounced back up and went to the sideline, and next thing we knew, he tore his, his ACL. It's like what, like. Really? And, you know, it was kind of just a freak accident, I believe, you know. Um, so, like I said, like in this, you know, in his player profile, I actually wrote that he reminds me a lot of Ezekiel Elliott in his running style because, you know, he he looks to punish you first. And, you know, those are kind of running backs that I, that I kind of like, you know, guys that are shifty but look to deal the punishment too. So, you know, those are guys that are not long for the NFL but are – you know, when they do play, they, they put up some stats. So I think he could be a guy that could really do some damage in the NFL. And if this is the year where we're going to actually see that come to fruition, then, you know, I'm super, super excited to see it. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much, pretty much all we need to talk about with the news. Uh, nothing really anymore to get in depth with. Um, as far as week two of the preseason, you see anything you like that uh, you want to mention or any standouts? We kind of talked about it the other day. I was like, I liked what I saw with the Ravens. You know, Lamar Jackson looked really good, um, you know, completing, you know, completing some passes, moving the offense. You know, I thought Justice Hill looked good in that game. Um, you know, it was just, to me, the Ravens look like an offense that we might be able to rely on this year. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of people weren't thinking that going into this preseason. So, you know, I'm really excited to see what goes on next week and the, you know, the rehearsal, the her rehearsal game to see, you know, how that, that offense moves and, you know, see if they use some of the, you know, plays that they're going to be using during the season. Yeah, um, I thought James Washington looked really good again. Um, and Deontay Johnson, who was, I believe, their second or third round draft pick this year, he looked really, he looked really good as well. Uh, Moncrief in the game had a fumble, but there's been good things coming out about him. Ben might be another, might be a quarterback that we're like underrating because, you know, he's, he obviously has some talent out there and, you know, if these guys are going to be making plays the way they've shown in the preseason, you know, we're, we got, we all we're underrating Ben thinking that just because Antonio's not there, it's kind of, you know, a lost season for Ben Roethlisberger. He's still got three, you know, three, four, really good weapons um also in that game it looked like connor kind of had the whole first team workload Mm -hmm. uh jalen samuels kind of came in you know with the second team which is kind of opposite the way we were thinking you know we kind of thought it might be a little bit of a split um so that'll be interesting to look at next week and see how that if that changes it at all or if they just go with connor um like i said mariota mariota looked good I'm, i'm actually surprised that you know, that news that the quarterback job is wide open because, you know, they honestly in that in that on that drive kept really hurting themselves with penalties and getting pushed back. 
and he kept picking up long third down conversions. And it was, I was really surprised because I'm not a big fan of Mariota. I did not think that, you know, he just it really has underwhelmed me in his career. And yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of surprised because he looked, he looked pretty good. Yeah. For me, there's not really too many other games that I was like, wow, this looks, you know, like something that I really want to hit on. You know, once again, yeah. I thought that, uh, uh, what's his name? David Montgomery. Um, you know, didn't really. I wanted to see him play, and he didn't really get any play in this game. I was kind of yeah. excited to see what he would do. You know, especially coming off of what he did last week, and they didn't really, you know, give him really any run at all. Uh, so I was a little bit surprised about that. But you know, I, mean, I think that was probably a good sign for David Montgomery, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, holding him out that he's the number one. You know, yeah. and we kind of knew that. I mean, we kind of knew he was going to be the number one. We just don't know how much work he's going to get. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to see, you know, I wanted to see him come out first and be the guy, you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, I understand the first, you know, the first team really didn't play at all in that game. So, you know, um, but then again, Daniel Jones came, went out there, you know, he had two fumbles this week, which, you know, they didn't look all that great, but. Once again, he looked he looked pretty good. Uh, well, I think he was like, what was it, ten for fourteen or 11, something like that? Fourteen, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think he had over one hundred and fifty yards passing. He looked good. And one of them was a uh, easy drop to the tight end. So too, so you know this guy, he he looks like he could be a pro quarterback. You know, everybody knocked the Giants, and they might be right. <laughs> yeah. They might be right. I mean, he looks really good. It's not the craziest thing that's ever happened in the NFL. No, um, so the oh. Buffalo Bills is another game uh, that I watched basically in the first half of. Um, and I thought Josh Allen looked good. I thought they moved the offense well. I thought Matt Barkley actually looked really good. He's he's actually really been surprising me even since last season. You know, when he's coming and played in Buffalo, he looks good. Um, but I would have liked them to have given – uh, Devin Singletary more cu- you know more carries in that game than they did I think they gave him only like one or two carries in that game he didn't really do much with he had two catches in that game he had like a six yard catch and then like an 18 yard catch mm-hmm. uh, he looked really fluid catching the ball uh, the one thing that I do that stuck out to me is how much they used Cole Beasley on the first two drives yes yeah Cole Beasley's, Beasley was literally just targeted after targeted after targeted which was uh you know, good to see, you know, he was getting open and, and Allen was hitting them. So, you know, that was exciting to see for, you know, for uh, an offense that uh, really had trouble getting first downs last year, which is why they were off the field as much as they were. Yeah, yeah, he he peppered Beasley. That's the word that we use now, right? Peppered. peppered. Yeah, Beasley, <laughs> Beasley was was definitely peppered in that game. Yeah. Um, I did. I agree with you. I thought Josh Allen looked good. Um you know, a lot. I've I've listened to a few podcasts today, and they have all mentioned it. So I'll mention it. You know, Malcolm Brown did not play at all for the Rams, and you well, know, that almost to me assures that he is Todd Gurley handcuff. <laughs> and we've basically been telling you that since we started podcasting back in June. Yep. That you know, Daryl Henderson, you're wasting your time drafting this guy in the ninth round because. You know, he's just a scab back. He's not, he's not a handcuff. He's not somebody that can handle a full workload. So kudos to us. We've been telling you this for a month. 
or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So now I think we uh, probably could get into the top five handcuffs. Uh, you want to start with one of yours and then I'll go with one of mine. Yeah. And we may have similars. We may have similarities. So if we have similarities, I'll just throw them out if they're on the same list. Yeah. So for me, that my number five was uh, Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. Uh, I really like the 49ers backfield. So, you know, we know that there's not going to be Jenny Jarek McKinnon at least till week one. We haven't heard if he's going to be put on the pup or, you know, be put on IR or what, what they're doing. We do know that he's not practicing. So it's highly, highly unlikely that he is going to be the guy that they go to, you know, starting the season. So to me, uh, uh, a great handcuff situation. You know, we saw what Matt Breida did last year in that offense. So if something were to happen to Tevin Coleman, I think, you know, Breida would be in line for a very big workload and definitely a guy I want to handcuff with Coleman. And I just, you know, you can, and the thing that I love about this handcuff is you can use him, you know, throughout the year. It's not something that you have to, you know, you have a bye week. I think you feel really confident about putting Breida in, you know, uh, especially closer to, you know, if you have a bye week four or something like that with one of your running backs. You know, it's a guy that I definitely could see, you know, you putting in there and feeling confident that he's going to give you some points. Yeah, Breida's on my list, too. Um, exact same thing. We've been we've been telling you about this uh, San Francisco backfield. Um, you know, with Jarek McKinnon not there, it kind of, you know, kind of lessens the decision-making. You know, you kind of can just, you know, draft Coleman and take Breda. Breda right now is going in the 10th round. You know, so when I, when I think of handcuff, I'm basically – going anybody in the double digit rounds. So, you know, Breda to me is definitely one of the top five handcuffs in the NFL. Definitely. Um, all right. So I'm actually going to say Jalen Samuels. Um, I think with Connor, uh, you know, looking like he was going to be the workhorse there. Um, Jalen Samuels is still, I think, going to get a little bit of work in the passing game. And if Connor goes down, I think Jalen Samuels can step in. He looks really, really good in this preseason. And, you know, Pittsburgh uh, has such a good passing game that it distracts from, you know, it takes away from the run game. Like, it takes the attention away from the run game. And, you know, opens up a lot of running lanes. And that offensive line is just great to run behind. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jalen Samuel is somebody that showed last year when, you know, Connor went down, he was very productive. You know, um, he catches the ball out of the backfield. He was, you know, he's a converted tight end from, you know, college. And I'll tell you what, he looks good as a running back. I, I really like the way he looks when he carries the ball. You know, he doesn't go down on first contact. He fights for every yard. He's, he's a little bit shifty. I wouldn't say he's like super, you know, super, uh, What's elusive. the word? Yeah, super elusive. But you know, he in this, in this Pittsburgh offense, you don't really need to be super elusive. You know what I mean? Just hit the hole and go. You know what I mean? This offensive line is very good, and you know they've had a passing games in the past that are going to, you know, open up the field. So you know, I really, really like Jalen Samuels as a as a handcuff. So for me, um, I I didn't want to really put miles sanders on here but i am going to do it because uh and the reason i'm going to do it is because the other day in one of our listener leagues we had a listener take miles in the fourth round um that is really early for miles you know i mean he is not 
you know, he could he take the job week two, week three? Yes, 100%. I think so. But, you know, I don't know if I'm taking him in, in round, you know, four, knowing that, you know, right now Jordan Howard is the starter. You know what I mean? I think they are going to use Jordan Howard. You know, I even wrote it in his player bio. I think I think that, you know, between round four, five, and I mean, week four, five, and six is when he starts to, you know, pull away from this committee. Um, but in the beginning of the season, to not know that he is 100% the guy, he's a handcuff. You know what I mean? Like, he right at this point is the handcuff because, you know, Jordan Howard is, is – uh, is the guy on the depth chart. You know what I mean? He's the number one guy on the depth chart right now. You know what I mean? Could he definitely take the job from him? Yes. I 100% see that. But at this point, he is he is the handcuff. So, uh, Miles Sanders was my number four on this list. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have Miles on the list just because he he's really actually being drafted above Jordan Howard. So, yeah. it's kind of hard to handcuff him you know, handcuff those two guys because you wind up taking two guys in the same backfield in your first, you know, seven rounds. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of, that to me, is pretty difficult to do. Yeah. Um, uh, so my next guy, I'm going to, I'm just going to knock these three guys out. Um, it's only going to be considered one handcuff, but Tony Pollard, Malcolm Brown, and um, Justin Jackson. All three of those guys basically are great handcuffs, knowing Gurley's injury situation and, you know, the situation going on with Zeke and Melvin Gordon and their holdouts. You know, you're drafting handcuffs because if your starter isn't going to play, you can throw this guy in here. Well, if you draft Zeke, you might want to get Tony Pollard because it looks like he's going to be there, you know, their, their go-to back when while he's dealing with his contract. And, you know, to me, Justin Jackson is much better pickup than Austin Eckler. I think Justin Jackson in the 12th round is going to give you just as much, if not more, than Austin Eckler does in the sixth. And, you know, Malcolm Brown, if you got we, – we just got done saying, you know, he looks like he's the surefire handcuff behind Gurley. And, you know, if you draft Gurley, you may want to go grab Malcolm Brown just because, you know, he looks like the handcuff and – Daryl Henderson does not. Definitely. I agree with all three. I think all three guys are are players that uh, you know, you're going to want to have on your fantasy team if you you know, if you're one one of those people that really likes to handcuff your running backs, though all three of those guys you are almost must haves. You almost you almost can't not have them. Um me, I'm a like you know, that's why my, I put them all- that's why I put them all together just yeah. like that because I think right now if you're going to draft any one of those three guys, you almost have to go get one of these three because these three to back them up because you know that could be your situations in week one, not with Gurley necessarily, but with, with Zeke and, and Gordon, you know you might be starting one of these two guys in week one. Yeah, definitely. So you know, definitely, guys. You know, for me, I. I'm definitely more risk averse. So I don't really like handcuffing my my running backs only because I feel like I'm a good enough drafter to take guys that are going to contribute to my team. And I feel like I'm just wasting a roster spot when I handcuff. But I could definitely see in the Todd Gurley situation, you know, we all know what his knees what his knees about. You know, Justin Jackson is definitely, you know, no brainer, you know, because, you know, I don't know they're talking about fifty fifty split there and Justin Jackson to me is definitely gonna get the goal line work and that's the guy I want of that committee so you know to me it's definitely like 
those two guys especially are the are the no no brainers. You know, I mean, if I was going to handcuff, I would definitely do that. All right, so my third guy, I really had a tough time trying to figure out which one I wanted to, to put here. So I'm gonna do what Kev did. I'm just gonna combine them both. Um, Dalvin Cook uh, and Alexander Madison, and then Sony Michelle and Damian Williams. You know, both of these guys. Damian. Say it again. Damian Harris. Damian Harris. I'm sorry, Damian Harris. Um, you know, these two guys here, just, you know, Sony Michelle, we know that if he were to be out, you know, I mean, James White is not going to get that work last year. He got that work when he was out because, you know, they didn't really have much other than that. You know what I mean? Which is another reason why I think they, they got Damian Williams in the first place. You know, they wanted a bigger back that if Sony Michelle is not there, they can just continue their offense just the way it is. You know what I mean? We all know Rex Burkshead is a good football player, but he is not the guy that's going to carry a, a heavy workload. He's also injury prone himself. You know, uh, he's always banged up and, and all that other stuff. So, you know, I think they felt that they needed to have that same dynamic in their offense, and which is why they went and got, you know, Harris. And then Alexander Madison, just a big bruising back that I don't I don't really think Madison is all that great. You know, just watching this tape, he, to me, is just a, a – he's a plotter. But, you know, Dalvin Cook is always hurt. <laughs> he's, really? he's always hurt. So – you know, Alex, Alexander Madison, of all, of all those guys that we what we just talked about, even the five guys' names that we just talked about, you know, he has a good his chance of any of them is getting getting some starting work with, you know, if Cook goes down, which is not crazy to think about Cook going down. No, not at all. And actually, I, I haven't really been impressed with Alex, Alexander Madison at all. Um, yeah, and his, been, you know, terrible. Yeah, yeah, so, but... If he's going to be their starting running back, if you know, with Cook, if Cook gets hurt and he winds up being their starting running back, I mean, he's a he's a no-brainer, and that, that, that's what this handcuff situation is. Um, all right, to me, all right, this might be a little bit of a surprise one, but I'm going to go with Darwin Thompson. I don't think Carlos Hyde is going to make the team. They will lose. They will save a million dollars on their uh, salary cap if they release him. If they cut him, so to me, you know, Damian Harris looked looked a little bit bulked up, and he obviously is going to be their starter. He got all the first team work in their game, and you know, it was five five carries, and they basically put him on ice, and then you know. For the rest of the game, Carlos Hyde had a fumble. Now, Carlos Hyde doesn't necessarily have fumbling issues. Um, I think I heard that he's only got 13 fumbles in his whole career. So it's not like he has a major fumbling issue. But, um, you know, to me, Darwin Thompson looks electric. And if I'm getting Damian Williams, I would definitely want to handcuff him with Darwin Thompson because I think Darwin Thompson has great playmaking ability and he's showing it in the preseason. Yeah, and Andy Reid is talking him up. And normally when Andy Reid starts talking up running backs, watch out to the starter. You know, <laughs> I mean, you guys can remember in Philly when, you know, when Westbrook, uh, you know, took the job from Staley, you know, it started becoming a loud knocking, you know. Yeah. It, you know, this guy is this guy is coming. And I feel like this is the kind of the same thing. You know, it's it's a situation where, you know, it's 
I don't know. I think this kid looks really good, and I think they're really confident in him. And we saw just even two years ago, you know, with, with Hunt, when he, you know, as a rookie, we were hearing that same knocking. And, you know, yep. he ended up taking the job. Spencer Ware ended up getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless to whether that injury happened, I wrote it in his player profile, I think he was going to take that job anyway. I think that was just kind of their excuse to be like, you know, we get to start this guy now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, I think eventually that was going to happen anyway. And that could be the case here. So, you know, definitely a guy that you could take as a handcuff and could eventually become the starter. And you're going to be super happy you took him. Um. So I was going to go the super easy route and take Delvin, you know, Devin Singletary. You know, I'm not going to do that because, you know, I, we've been we've been talking him up. But um, for me, for me, over in Indianapolis, you know, I still think Jordan Wilkins is going to be the guy if if Marlon Mack was to go down. I know they have Spencer Ware over there. You know, he he's asking for his release. Um, they signed uh, Sharkandrick West today too, so uh, Frank Reich's just getting all them Kansas old Kansas City guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you know, for me, Sharkandrick West never showed anything in, in Kansas City, so I'm not really worried about it. I think, I think they're just doing that for for depth, just to you know figure yeah. out, try to figure out what they're going to do. But I think Wilkins will be the guy to carry the heavier workload if if Marlon Mack was to go down. So I, I don't know how much I'm handcuffing. You know, Marlon Mack at this point because of all the signings and, and everything. Uh, but, you know, between those two guys, if Mack were to go down, I think the the heavy workload would go probably to, to Wilkins. And Naeem Hines is the guy that you can take in a PPR league and definitely feel confident that he's going to get you some kind of points because, you know, I think he's going to be used regardless to whether Marlon Mack is, is, you know, in there or not. So he's a guy with a safe role in Indianapolis. So if you wanted the handcuff to Marlon Mack, I would go Wilkins. But if you wanted, you know, a guy that's going to get you some kind of some consistent points, I think Naeem Hines is a guy that you should uh, definitely have on your bench. All right. And last but not least, um, for me, Giovanni Bernard. When Joe Mixon went out last year, Giovanni was very productive. I think in the two week, the two games that Mixon missed last year, he, in both of those games, he had a combined um, 90 yards in both of them. He scored three touchdowns in the two games. Um, I think he had five catches and four catches. And, you know, he's obviously a PPR guy. Um, and, you know, there, there was people were worried about him coming into the year that he was a potential cut and, Apparently the Bengals are going totally opposite. They want to keep him around as their backup to Joe Mixon because he showed that he's a very good uh, backup. So to me, if you're going to draft Joe Mixon, I would try to get Giovanni Bernard if you're into handcuffing because I think Giovanni Bernard is one of, if not the best handcuff to own. Definitely. I agree with that. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, every time he stepped into that role, he he's always puts up fantasy numbers. You know what I mean? He always is the guy that – that produces in that role. And if something were to happen to Joe Mixon, you know, I mean, it seems like every year something happens to Joe Mixon where he misses a, you know, a game or two here and there. Uh, so, you know, in that, in that, you know, in that role, Giovanni Bernard has shown that he can, he can, he can do that. So I'll definitely, you know, be happy, happy with that. Oh, uh, the last guy that I want to talk about um, is Mike Davis, because I think he is the forgotten mm-hmm. man in the Chicago bears offense. I really do. Uh, I do think he's going to be used this season, which is why I'm not super high on David Montgomery because, you know, I don't think they signed him for, I believe it was like close to $5 million or something like that. Um, I think he does everything that David Montgomery does, just not as good. 
You know what I mean? I definitely think Montgomery is the more talented of the two. But, Dave, you know, Davis showed last year that, you know, when he stepped in for Carson when he missed those two games last year, he played well. He looked, he looked good. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He runs hard. He may not have the power that Carson has, I mean, because he's just not that kind of, you know, that doesn't have that kind of strength. But, you know, he's not scared to, to, to lower his shoulder and, and try to run you over. He's, you know, he's pretty shifty for a guy his size. You know, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which is, is something I always like out of any, you know, any handcuff that I, that I pick up. Uh, so Mike Davis is a guy I think that's being forgotten by a lot of fantasy drafters. And if you take David Montgomery, you know, Tariq Cohen is not a guy that you're going to handcuff him with. You know, Mike Davis is the handcuff. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. 100%. If you get Montgomery, Mike Davis is the, the guy that you would want to handcuff. Um, you know, like Steve said, he did good last year when he had to, uh, fill in for Chris Carson and, you know, he still could be potentially be a touchdown type back if, you know, they decide that Montgomery, you know, they want to go away from Montgomery in the goal line. So, um, yeah, to me, yeah, Mike Davis, definitely, definitely one of the top 12, <laughs> 15 handcuffs that we just gave you guys. <laughs> we wanted to do five each and we, we both threw out like eight. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I mean, I don't, I didn't mind handling a couple of more because I, I, mean, uh, I just, nah, yeah, cool. yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, people who like to handcuff, you kind of want to know, you know, those guys. And I think some of the guys we mentioned are, you know, people are not, they're not even thinking about them at all. No, nah. especially in the drafts we've been in. I don't, I mean, like I haven't really seen Mike draft, Mike Davis been drafted. I haven't seen, I see uh, now we're starting to see Thompson get drafted, but you know, Harris, uh, we've gone a couple of drafts yeah. where Harris didn't get drafted. There's a lot of these guys that have not been drafted. Giovanni Bernard, I've never seen drafted this offseason. I mean, even in, my, in our mocks, you know what I mean? So, nope. you know, these are guys I feel like, you know, you guys should know about and, and be well aware of. Yep. All right. So we are going to do break down another podcast league that we did now. Uh, you know, we – Talked about this one a little bit. I think we got into the first six picks on everybody's team. And um, I think we're just going to try and run through this really quick and, you know, just give them, give everybody a grade. We don't really got to talk about them too much because, you know, we've kind of been breaking these, these drafts down frequently. It gives you guys like a, an understanding of where players are going and what teams, what your team could potentially look like. Um, so, with that being said, the first team, uh, Troy Nelson, 39. He's got Phillip Rivers at quarterback, Saquon Barkley and Damian Williams as his running backs, Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett as his receivers. Is a three-receiver, two-flex league. So he's got Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett. He's got O.J. Howard as his tight end. He's got Darius Geis and D.D. Westbrook as his flexes. And he's got Daryl Henderson, Tyrell Williams, Ito Smith, McCole Hardman, Delaney Walker, and Derek Carr. I really like this dude's starting lineup. Yeah. I really like his starting lineup. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of Daryl Henderson, but Tyrell Williams actually looked pretty good in the game I saw against uh, the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that is the Cardinals D. We kind of said that about Josh Jacobs, so you got to kind of temper expectations. But, you know, to me, his bench is a little lacking because Ido Smith I'm not a big fan of. We don't know what's going to come of McCole Hardman, although they were using him a little bit the other day. He looked pretty good in his role, I would say, as well. But um, I love Delaney Walker. I've been preaching to you guys about Delaney. Um, 
and Derek Carr, you know, as a backup. Um, yeah, I would give this guy a B plus only because his bench is very is not very deep. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think I think there's a B plus team. I love I love Allen. I love Galladay. I love Lockett. All three of those wide receivers are great. Um, and they, to me, they all have top twelve upside. I mean, Lockett, I've been beating the drum for. I just really like the guy. You know, his, uh, you know, yards per route run is a big, you know, big stat for me. And he was great last year. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I just think he is super talented. And you know, I think, uh, I think he could be very good this year. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, Damian Williams, you know, we just talked about him where, you know, he's making me a little bit nervous because of his, uh, not having shown that he can be a 16 week guy, but you know, Saquon is awesome. And, you know, you do have that upside. Phillip Rivers is a safe quarterback. You know, he's not going to finish outside of the top, like 14, uh, OJ Howard, love him. And like Kev said, I don't really like your bench. I like, you know, dice if he, you know, shows out this week, you know, I think you're going to be very confident and probably using him as one of your flex positions. But, you know, your two, your two flex guys I think I like. And that's about it. The rest of the guys on your team, you know, Delaney Walker is, you know, is just, I think, a safe player. And, uh, you know, Cody Latimer has been showing that he can, he can play ball, uh, you know, in the preseason so far. So, yeah. He's got Cody Latimer? Yeah, he's got Cody Latimer. Yeah, uh, I don't even see him. Yeah, Cody Latimer right on his on his bench. Or maybe he just picked him up. Maybe that just popped up. But that yeah. might pop up. I don't even see him. But all right. <laughs> yeah, Cody Latimer he popped up. It's on here for me. Yeah, it says uh, right. Edith Smith, Henderson, Latimer, and Walker. Hmm. All, all right. right. So. Not <laughs> <laughs> so the next team is Little Hell. You want to give uh, Little, Little Hell's Hell. team? Yeah, so we have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Kamara, yeah, Alvin Kamara, uh, Justin Jackson, Adam Thielen, Larry Fitzgerald, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, what is this? Geoff Swam. Oh, okay, the Jaguars, the Jaguars tight end. Uh, Latavius Murray, uh, Jordan. Jeff Swam. Yeah. Um, Melvin Gordon. You know Justice Hill, Josh Gordon, Devontae Parker, uh, Michael Gallup, and AJ Green. Um, man. Hmm. Your running back one is amazing. I would not be happy as Justin Jackson with Justin Jackson as my number two. Um, Latavius Murray and Jordan Howard. That's a little rough. I I don't I don't know. This is this one's a little bit harder for me. I mean, I like that you have. Yeah. I mean, I like that it you is got, a hard team. Because yeah. his tight end is really weak. Yeah, really bad. Like, you can go on the waiver wire and pick up, you know, Jeff Swam. Somebody better than Jeff Swam. You know I mean, like, I don't. Man, this is tough. Because you got A.J. Green, who you know is going to be out. Melvin Gordon hasn't even, you know, figured out if he even wants to play football yet. You know, Josh Gordon is just coming back to football after, you know, a long time of being out. Um, You know, Devontae Parker, I just, I've given up on completely. <laughs> Michael Gallup, I think, will be all right. Justice Hill, you guys know I love him. Ugh, man. Hill Sanders is a good, good. I got to give you a, like a C-minus on this team, bro. This is not good. 
you know, because I would think, I would think with, you know, I know you went Kamara and, and, and you probably took Gordon. I don't know where you took Gordon. But three, three, two, three, two. Okay, so, so I'm assuming your first, your first three picks were Kamara, Thielen, and Gordon. Is mm-hmm. that was the first three? Yeah. Yep. And then you know, and AJ Green, and then Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. To me, if you're drafting yeah, Aaron, if you're going to draft AJ bro. Green, you can't. If you're drafting AJ Green, you can't draft no, Aaron Rodgers. No. Right like you got to wait on your quarterback because. Yeah, you need to fill your roster, bro. You need to fill the rest of your roster. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, we love. But, and and know. I'm the risky guy. I'm the yeah. I'm the one that loves risk, and I just feel like this dream is like you went balls to the wall risk. Yeah, which you know, Emmanuel oh, Sanders man. is coming off an Achilles. Josh Gordon is just activated, and now he's on a non-football injury list. Yeah, yeah. I, I would go see. Um, yeah. like I said, you can't you can't. I wouldn't draft. The quarter. If you're going to go high on quarterback, then you got to be less risky at your other positions because you got to fill your team, and you know, yeah, you're going to have to. And the thing, the other thing, Kevin, if you look at this team, you got to remember, guys, like this is a PPR league. You went, you went, Justin Jackson, Latavius Murray, Jordan Howard. Those guys don't catch the ball at all, like at all. Yeah, I mean, so if you were gonna if you're gonna draft like this, if you're gonna draft a team like like the way this team is constructed, where you want to take a lot of chance, you need to get those PPR backs. You need yeah. to get those guys that are gonna catch 30, 40, 50 balls just to give you some points every week. Because Justin Jackson, if they don't get on the goal line, I don't think he's getting too much work, and you know he's not getting any passing game work. Latavius Murray's the same thing. Like you were praying for a touchdown from these guys, and if they don't give you a touchdown, you're in trouble. Yep. So, you know, and Jordan Howard. Yeah. And Jordan Howard. So, you know, I like, I like your starting lineup. If you knew all these guys were starting, if you had, you know, Melvin Gordon and, and, and uh, for Jeff Swing. yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm definitely like a C minus on this team. This is, this is uh, yeah. a little too risky for my blood. <laughs> That's really risky. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying it's a risky team. Steve has drafted Zeke and Dalvin Cook in the same draft. You ain't lying. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta go see just because I don't. I'm not a. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of it, honestly. I mean, even on his bench, Michael Gallup ain't PPR. Josh Gordon's not a PPR guy. You know, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders could be good, but like like I said, he's coming off a torn Achilles. So, all right. Next up is Billifer, Bill Lifer, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, he's got Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones are his running backs. He's got Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Robbie Anderson. Vance McDonald is his tight end. Uh, Derek Henry, Rashad Penny are his flexes. He's got MVS, Kiki QT, Golden Tate, Jamal Williams, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Albert Wilson as his bench. <sighs> so, um, I would like to know... All right, so let me go in here. When he drafted Aaron Jones, I like Leonard Fournette more. I like Freeman more. Marlon Mack was still there. Like I, I like so many more running backs than Aaron Jones right now, and you took him early in the third round. Oh, you can go back and see the draft? Where do you see that at? Uh, you Yeah, you go to the settings, the little settings bar at the top, mm-hmm. and you can go to draft results. Oh. Oh, look at that. Click, yeah, and then you click on it. Oh, that's cool. 
All right, so yeah. go ahead. Uh, yeah, so to me, I don't like the Aaron Jones pick. Antonio Brown, what the hell's going Like, we don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown. He is literally a nutcase. I'm not a big fan of going with Mitch. I understand waiting on quarterback, but waiting that long is not a good idea. Um, you know, I do like Godwin, but I think you went early on Godwin with the in you know four, early fourth round or late fourth round. You know, you probably could have waited and got him with your fifth pick. But Derrick Henry is a really good value in the fifth round, even though it's PPR. I do like Rashad Penny. Uh. Man, and I gotta go C plus. I gotta go C plus. I'm not. I, I'm just not a big fan. I think Robbie Anderson could struggle to start the season off. I don't like Mitch, Aaron Jones. I like a lot more values there. You know, Antonio Brown. You know, I do like the the first couple uh, players on your bench, but Jimmy Garoppolo looks like he's terrible right now. Um. You know, you do got Jamal Williams to to handcuff with Aaron Jones is probably another one we can mention we didn't mention earlier. Mm-hmm. But Golden Tate's going to miss four games. Yeah, I'm going with C plus. I'm I'm not a big fan of this team. It's just not not really a team I'm getting excited about. Yeah, I actually think I disagree. I think I like this team. Um, I don't like your quarterback, but to me in fantasy football, the quarterback position is the easiest to fill or figure out what the hell you're going to do with. So I'm not really worried about your quarterback. I like that you got Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones because I think Christian McCaffrey is super safe. We all know that he probably has 80 catch upside all day long. And, you know, Aaron Jones, if he is the definitely the guy and they give him the bulk of the work, which we've been saying forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be it could work out for you. I like, you know, I like Antonio Brown. I think he's falling in drafts because everybody thinks he's crazy. And, you know, I still think he's one of the best wide receivers in, in football. You know, we we I find it hard to say that I'm that he worries me because I just I think he's just so damn good. Yeah, I, I do want to say something about Antonio Brown really quick that we that I forgot to mention earlier, because, like I said, I do listen to a ton of podcasts and I hear all these podcasting hosts or, or analysts say Antonio Brown is just not the player he was six years ago. And. If I'm not mistaken, this dude was like a beast last year. Like yes. he, he, it yes. wasn't like he was sucked last year. No. He just had a player on his team that did really well too. So maybe yeah. it looked like he, you know. But I'm pretty sure Antonio Brown was the number three, number three wide receiver, um, in, in PPR last yeah. year. Yep. And you know, to me, I, I I can't stand when there's they're they're saying that because he went to the Raiders and he has a different quarterback now. But you can't knock him for that. Yeah. If you're knocking him, you're knocking him because he's a he's got a couple screws screws loose in his brain. That's why you're knocking him. But to say, oh, I'm you know, Antonio Brown's not the same player he was. Antonio Brown had a great year last year. You know, a year that most wide receivers can only dream about. And I'm tired of hearing people say that he's not the same player that he once was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, Antonio Brown is a number one wide receiver. It's not, and it's no, it's not a question. I I really like Godwin. Uh, I love that you got Anderson as your third wide receiver. I mean, if he was your second, I would be a little nervous. But as your third, I like him. Vance McDonald uh, I, is the one guy that I, probably most people are going to tell you that they are, you know, oh, you got him. He's going to be great. I don't I don't agree. I think Vance McDonald's on a team that doesn't use a tight end. You know, he's just 
Big Ben doesn't use the tight end <laughs> like very rarely, and I don't think he's going to start using it crazy more this year because you know he lost Antonio Brown. I just don't. I don't feel that way. I feel like he uses the tight end as a as a as a security blanket. Yes, and he never uses the security blanket exactly. because he will take shots down the field. Exactly. So you know, McDonald, you know, makes me nervous. Uh, Derek Henry, Rashad Penny. I like those two guys as your as your you know as your flexes. And then I feel like, you know, you got Jamal Williams because Aaron Jones is always hurt. I mean, Trubisky is a good backup. Kiki QT, I love. You know, Albert Wilson has upside. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scanning is, to me, one of the best guys with upside that you can get a little bit later. And Golden Tate, you know, is going to be used when he comes back. So I'm going to give you actually a, a B plus. I, I like this team. I just don't like your quarterback. And like I said, it's the easiest position to replace. All right, you want to read the next one, Lower 48 Crusher? Lower 48 Crusher has Russell Wilson, David Johnson, James White, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, Jared Cook, uh, Austin Eckler, uh, Tariq Cohen, Dak Prestott, Giovanni Bernard, James uh, Crowder, uh, Cortland Sutton, Debo Samuel, and Jimmy Graham. I like this team. <laughs> I like this. I mean, I don't like Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson could be really good this year. I just am not drafting him on my teams, and it's not because I think Russell Wilson is a bad quarterback. It's just he makes me nervous with, uh, you know, his the his efficiency last year was just outrageous, and I don't see that see that happening again. I mean, maybe he throws for you know 500 times this year, which brings him up a little bit, but I still don't think his yardage is going to be great, and he doesn't run the ball anymore, so you know he makes me a little bit nervous. But David Johnson, James White, love those two. You know, love that that pairing. You got the high upside, you know, guy that's going to catch a bunch of balls, and I do think DJ might not have the greatest rushing season of his career, but I definitely think they're going to throw the shit out of the ball to him. So uh, love that, Mike Evans. I think could finish as the number one wide receiver. I think me and Kevin both said that and I do believe it. I'm not saying just to say it. I don't like to hear my own voice when I say that. I think Mike Evans has number one wide receiver upside. And I, uh, anybody that says otherwise, I feel like either hates Mike Evans or just doesn't understand, you know, in a Bruce Arians offense, how much this guy could be used. So Mike Evans has a lot of upside. Amari Cooper, is definitely a guy that I feel like as a number two is great. I mean, I would love to have Mari Cooper as my number two. I mean, as a number one, he makes me nervous. Just like Kev said, I don't want him as my number one, but as a number two, I like it. Allen Robinson, I think I actually am going to write an article about him this week. I think Allen Robinson is being the forgotten man in fantasy football, and he's a year removed from an ACL injury and, you know, a year plus of, you know, not being – of being on, a, on an offense that is consistent. You know what I mean? He, he – you know, Matt Nagy is his second year in this offense, and I think Matt Nagy is a very good offensive offensive mind, and I think he's going to use him as a number one this year, and I think he could be very good. Uh, Cook, to me, of the outside, the he's inside my number six, but, you know, outside the consensus, number six tight ends is the guy that I would feel most comfortable with. And then uh, all your other guys I like. I like your bench. You know, Giovanni Bernard, we just talked about him. If, if, you know, something were to happen to this guy, I mean, you're, you know, mixing, you're good. So I like Crowder as long as he's healthy, which is probably not going to be long. <laughs> Dak Prescott <laughs> is a consistent quarterback, and Debo Samuels, to me, has a lot of upside. So I, I like this team. I'm going to give you a B plus. Yeah. Um, uh, not my favorite team, but – 
not a bad team. Um, definitely feel like quarterback, you could have been a little better. Um, you know, I love Russell. He's won me a fantasy championship before, but he's not – their offense now is not built for his fantasy football stats. They are, you know, if he's not throwing for touchdowns, he's going to let you down. Um, David Johnson, I am really nervous about after that game the other day. That line is just terrible. I do think he could get a lot of receptions, like Steve said, because Kyler's going to have to check the ball down and get it out of his hands quick. Um, James White and, and Tariq Cohen and Austin Eckler, like they're all PPR machines. So they're all gonna they're all gonna fit in good. They're, you know, they all fill out your team really well. I love Mike Evans. I do like Cooper as a number two. I think he, you know, taking the, the chance on Cooper um, is much better when he's your second receiver for me. Um, probably, uh, let me see who else was uh, behind there. Real quick, Kev. No. Uh, he did. He dropped Mecole Hardman to pick up Cody Latimer. Okay. That's what it was. That's why we were getting confused. <laughs> yeah. So he, I would have rather probably taken T.Y. Hilton. You know, in a PPR league, I'd probably rather have Diggs and Edelman before I took Cooper. But Cooper does have a ton of upside, so, you know. Um, I'm not big on Allen Robinson. I'm ex- completely opposite of Steve. Um, Jared Cook, you know, I said before, to me, you know, the, the Saints just haven't used the tight end since Jimmy Graham was there. Um, you know, they signed Kobe Fleener, and everybody thought he was going to be the next coming, and then – they, you know, he never really panned out for anything. So, to me, um, you know, I, I do like your bench. I think your bench is pretty good. So I'm going to go with a B minus, just because I am not not big fan of your first pick. Uh, I think you could have went David Johnson. Like I said, is making me nervous. Russell Wilson, you know, just too many too many guys that are not my favorite players. So yeah, I'll go to B minus. Yeah. So I'm going to read off show enough's team. Cause this is my boy. Um, I like this team though. <laughs> All right. So we have Carson Wentz, Leonard Fournette, carry on Johnson, Deandre Hopkins, uh, Cooper cup, Jarvis Landry. Uh, oh, I just lost my place. It's a press back button. Sorry guys. Okay, Austin Hooper, uh, Curtis Samuel, Kalen Balazs, Josh Allen, Chris Thompson, Duke Johnson, Naeem Hines, uh, James Washington, and Jack Doyle. For me, I love your starters. I love your starters. You got you got Wentz, Fournette, and uh, Carrion. Love those. You know, love that three. But then you got Hopkins, Cup, and Landry. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, Austin Hooper, you know, is a tight end that I've been touting. I, you know, I said that, you know, I like Austin Hooper as a top 12 guy. I think he's definitely finishing in there. So, you know, I like that you got him. Curtis Samuel is, I love Curtis Samuel this year. I think he has like a lot of upside this year. You know, a guy that I definitely would be super happy with as in my flex. Kalen Blage is a guy that is going to get run in the beginning of the season because I don't think that Drake is going to be ready for week one. So if he gets a week or two of being the starting running back and he takes that job, it's possible. You know, we could see a 50, either a 50-50 split or, you know, whatever. But I really like that. Josh Allen as your backup quarterback, love it. Um, Chris Thompson, 
like we and Kev said, is going to be a high upside guy as long as he's healthy because he catches the ball a lot out of the backfield. Duke Johnson, another guy that catches the ball a lot out of the backfield, and I think the you know Texans brought him in for a specific reason. They wanted that dynamic in their offense, and he's going to bring that 100%. Naeem Hines, a guy we just talked about, going to catch the ball out of the backfield regardless to whether you know Mac is, in, is uh, injured or, or healthy. James Washington, Kev just mentioned, you know what I mean? James Washington – you know, could have a lot of upside this year. I think if you notice that they have not been playing Dante Moncrief, and it's because he is the 100% starter. Uh, I think that's why you haven't seen Dante Moncrief in this in these preseason games. And then Jack Doyle is a guy that I love. You know, I think he could be a top, you know, eight tight end. I really do. So I love this team. Um, damn, dog. Like, I – he, this is my boy side. I kind of feel weird giving him an A because I normally don't ever give A's. But I, this <laughs> is an A. This is an A team. This is an A. I would say A minus. This is an A minus team. This is definitely an A. I can't give this team a B. Yeah, I, I'm right with you. Um, we were we're all high on carry on. Uh, Fournette to me is a really solid number two. Um, Hopkins I love. Cup I love. Landry and PPR I love. Your wide receivers are awesome um i like that you got balage because balage you know could be the starter early on and you know uh duke johnson and curtis samuel duke duke i think it took a little early for for my taste but you know duke could wind up taking over that starting job as well but we've been preaching about curtis samuel i like him james washington I think that kid can be really good. He's shown really good things in preseason. Naeem Hines is going to be a PPR machine, as is Chris Thompson. Josh Allen looked really good the other day. If that continues, he's a great backup. And Jack Doyle could really be a solid tight end. Um, you know, you have Austin Hooper. I think you'll be starting Jack Doyle more than you'll start your starting Hooper. So. You know, for me, yeah, I, I would go. I'm going a a minus because I really, I really love this team. You know, Wentz. We're all we all love Wentz. So, yep, a minus. Mm, yep, yep. On hiatus, he's got Cam Newton, Le'Veon Bell, Nick Chubb. This Le'Veon Bell, Nick Chubb stuff, God. <laughs> um, Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams, you guys George sucking Kittle, up to us. That's all you're doing. <laughs> Royce Freeman, Jalen Samuels, Anthony Miller, Darwin Thompson, Kirk Cousins, Mark Andrews, Preston Williams, and John Ross. So, all right, Cam. You know, I'm a little nervous on him, but I do know that his upside is incredible. Um. I am not a fan of Le'Veon Bell in the first because of his schedule to start the season, and I'm not a fan of drafting Nick Chubb. But I do think the Le'Veon Bell-Nick Chubb combo is really good just because Bell starts off the season really tough, and Chubb's going to get all the work in, in Cleveland. And then, you know, whatever happens with Kareem Hunt when he comes back, by that time Le'Veon Bell's schedule will have worked out to where now he is in his favor. And, you know... They basically could balance each other out to me where Chubb is like a top five running back for the first half of the year. And then bell for the second half of the year is the top five. Um, I really like uh, Robert Woods. Uh, you know, he's your number one. Usually you would have no, him at number two, but getting Kittle, um, you know, 
really Robert Woods is a solid number one receiver when you solidified your tight end position. I think Tyler Boyd has a ton of upside this year. And, you know, if they bring that Ram system over, I've been saying, you know, that slot receiver gets all gets a lot of the red zone work. Um, Mike Williams is a good shot to take, you know, as your third receiver, you can't, can't argue with Mike Williams. And if Keenan Allen starts off the season, a little rusty, you know, no, no uh, Melvin Gordon, Mike Williams could see a lot of work. Um, Royce Freeman, Jalen Samuels, they're both kind of, you know, backup players, I think, right now. Royce Freeman tonight, I think, was working with the second team a little bit. Jalen Samuels was working the second team in Pittsburgh. But, you know, Darwin Thompson, same thing. He's kind of a backup. Uh, Anthony Miller, I do like, although I believe he got hurt. Didn't he get hurt in week one? Was this anything serious? Uh, Anthony Miller, I know he got he got banged up in the preseason game, but I don't think it was anything serious. I, I haven't read anything saying that it was serious. Yeah, I do like getting Kirk Cousins. If you're going to draft a backup behind Cam, I think Kirk Cousins is a good one because I think Kirk, I think Kirk's floor is high for where he's being drafted. I don't think you know. I think Kirk's going to put up good, you know, pretty good numbers. Um, Mark Andrews, I think, is a good, you know, shot to take. I wouldn't back Kittle up. You know, for me, I'd rather take another position player. I've watched Preston Williams now in the preseason. And to me, this guy looks really, really good. And John Ross, I don't know why you wasted your time. <laughs> I, I agree. That was a waste of a pick. Um, but all in all, I do I do like this team. I'm going to give this team a, a B plus because I think you have uh, – I think you have enough wide receivers that out of those guys, you could find two good guys to play. And then if Royce Freeman is used as much as we are, have been kind of saying, it's going to be a 50, 50 split there. If he's the goal line guy there, you know, I think you could be starting him sometimes. Um, Kirk cousins. I like as a backup, you know, cam, I think is got top five upside. Definitely. You know, he, as long as he stays healthy, he does. Uh, this is a four point for passing touchdown league. So cam is always, always a threat in those leagues. Um, you know, Kittle is a top three tight end. Actually, I'm just going to give you a B. I'm not going to give you a B plus only. Because I was going to say, I was actually going to go B minus because for me, there's just not enough depth, you yeah. know, Royce Freeman and Jalen Samuels. If those guys aren't getting enough yeah. work, like, there's yeah, nobody you me. can really throw into those flex spots from your bench. I mean, Anthony Miller's okay, yeah. but me... Preston you know, Williams might not even be a starter. He's been looked great in the preseason, but we haven't heard anything about him being the starter there. And you're never going to start John Ross. Yeah, no. Mark Andrews, I mean, who knows? He hasn't even... He, Mark Andrews hasn't even been playing with the starters that much. I mean, Nick Boyles, I think, got most of the work because he's probably the best of the blockers. And Hayden Hurst has gotten a lot of, lot more first-team work than, yeah, Mac, than Mark Andrews. So Yeah, that's actually been making me know, a little bit nervous. He's not on the yeah, field all the time. Yeah, Mark Andrews, is, to me, is almost a guy that is undraftable right now because you don't know how the, the Ravens plan to use him. Yeah. So, to me, I would go B-. minus. Actually, I'm going to go C+, plus because... You just don't have enough depth, and I I love your start like your your three wide receivers and your two running backs, and how you you know work that out with drafting Kittle and Cam, but you definitely need to up, needed upgrades at your flex positions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't like your bench, but I do like your starters. I like Cam. I like Bell. I like Chubb. You know, for me, Kev said it. I mean, I think Nick Chubb. I've moved him way up in my ranks. He's like my number 
six running back. Um, so I moved him way up my ranks. I really like Chubb. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to stay with a B. I'm not going to give you any less than a B because I do like your running backs and I do like, you know, your three wide receivers with Kittle. I think the Kittle makes that a, a, a much different outlook. All right. So we got over your my team. team. Go. Yeah, we'll, we'll do go. this real quick. We're just going to give a real quick read of it and then what we think. Okay, go ahead. Just read them out. And... All right. So Luck, Elliot, McCoy, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, T.Y. Hilton, um, Brandon Cooks, Hunter Henry, uh, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, Nick Foles, Devin Singletary, John Brown, uh, Torrey Smith. Uh, no, Traquan Smith. I'm sorry. Traquan Smith. Uh, Nikhil Harry <clears throat> and Jordan Reed. So for me, um, literally every quarterback was taken in this league. <laughs> I ended up having to take Nick Foles just in case luck doesn't play week one. Um, but for me, I'm going to give my team a B minus just because we have no idea what's going on with Elliot. And, you know, I think my bench is just okay. Uh, yeah, I like the, the McCoy Singletary. I like how you backed up uh, McCoy. Um, you know, you do got Kenyon Drake. We don't know what's going on with him for week one. I think Luck's going to be fine. You know, looking at it now, I was a little nervous last week, but the guys already practiced, you know, warming up and working out. They had him doing lateral drills and stuff, you know, before the game started. So I think Luck will be fine, honestly. Um, Zeke is a really big risk. You know, we talked about that, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, Juju, uh, I think, I think Juju's going to be perfectly fine. He's going to be a PPR machine, but your other two receivers aren't really the biggest PPR guys. Um, Hunter Henry, I think you got good value on, so I'm not going to knock you, although I'm not a big Hunter Henry believer, but, um, I do like your bench. I like Nikhil Harry. I don't know how useful he's going to be, but in the 11th round, you know, it's a good flyer to take. I do think John Brown could be good this year. You know, a lot of good things coming up about him. Um, I think Jordan Reed, getting Hunter Henry, I think you did a great job backing him up with Jordan Reed because if Jordan Reed's healthy, he is always productive. Traquan Smith and Nick Foles, blah. So, um, eh, I'll go with a, I'll go with a B. Um, you know, I... I uh, I think I think Miles is going to be good. I think Miles Sanders is going to be good right off the rip. But you know, your team is going to be kind of hard to grade because if Elliot, it's based on Elliot, and if Elliot don't come in, your team is going into the crapper unless you make a lot of moves. <laughs> you ain't lying. All right, so we'll go with Kev's team. I'm gonna say I think I'm next. They have me first on here because it's my team, but. Yeah, Jameis Winston at quarterback, Todd Gurley, Dalvin Cook at running back. I got Christian Kirk, Will Fuller, Marvin Jones as my receivers. I got Zach Ertz at tight end. Mark Ingram and Tevin Coleman are my flexes. Sammy Watkins, Sean Jackson, Matt Breda, Adam Humphreys, Dontrell Hilliard, and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I, re I really like my team. I don't have the greatest wide receiver receiving core. You know, I, I really went with... I went heavy at running back, obviously. I took four running backs, knowing that I could start, you know, all four of them. Um, and I also took my tight end there. Um, I'm really high on Winston. I think Winston could be a top eight quarterback this year. 
Um, you know, I took a shit ton of receivers that, you know, have PPR value. So Christian Kirk's got PPR values, you know, uh, Adam Humphreys, another guy with PPR value. I guess I really didn't take that many with PPR now that I look at it. But uh, Will Fuller, I think, has good upside this year. If he stays healthy, Marvin Jones, you guys know how high I am on him. And, you know, I got Deshaun Jackson, got Sammy Watkins. All these guys could have good years. I really I really like the way my team give, played out. I'll give it a B plus. Yeah, I agree. I like this team. Uh, Jameis Winston, I think, is really your biggest question mark because I love your wide receivers. I think Will Fuller is – Got a lot of upside. Kristen Kirk, same thing. You know, Marvin Jones, I'm not high on. You're a lot higher on him than I am. Um, but, you know, with Sammy Watkins and Deshaun Jackson, you're going to have guys to replace that with. Uh, Adam Humphreys, we saw how much he was being used in, in, in the preseason so far. He's just been, like, completely pelted by by Marcus Mariota. So, you know, he could be end up being – he might be end up being your third wide receiver for all we know. He, I mean, he caught he, – he has 100 catch upside. They're going to target him that way. <laughs> for real. <laughs> for real. So, uh, J.J. our second white side, you guys already know, I think late in the draft, if you take J.J. as your last pick, that's great because I do think he could take that, that role uh, as the big slot in Philly. And, you know, I want every piece of that passing offense. Uh, Matt Breda, we you know we talked about him. Hilliard, uh, I think could be very good until Hunt gets back. Um, and then you know Zach Ertz, Mark Ingram, Tevin Coleman as your flexes is great. So I definitely am gonna I'm gonna give you yeah. If, if I liked Winston just a little bit better, I would definitely give you an A minus, but I'll give you a B plus. All right, so on to the next one. It is DW Lions forty-eight eighteen. Oh, I'm blasting you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm blasting you, dog. Round one, fight. DW, love you for being in the league, bro. But I will never do a slow draft with you again. <laughs> <laughs> that was tort. Literally, you were the worst of all the- of all the people drafted. You literally took every second of your time. I think you even timed out like once, but regardless, you took a long time to draft, but I do like your team. So let's go over your team. We've got Patrick Mahomes, Chris Carson, Tony Michelle, Michael Thomas, uh, Odell Beckham, Dante Pettis, uh, Evan Ingram, Eric Ebron, Peyton Barber, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. You took three, three quarterbacks. I mean, three, uh, yeah, three quarterbacks because I don't know. I, I think you said yeah, thought it was the flex. Yeah, super flex. Uh, Anderson, Pollard, Isabella, Olsen. I don't. I can't stand your bench. Your bench is terrible. But your starters are great. Uh, I love your starter. I don't like that you got Eric Ebron in your starting lineup. So that that hurts you a little bit. And you got Greg Olsen. You took not, you took three quarterbacks and three tight ends. And I'm pretty sure in the middle of the draft we told you that it wasn't three quarterback and you still continue to draft quarterbacks he, he so drafted I, kyler murray yeah, after, after, after we told we you that it wasn't so i am gonna knock you for that because we 100 said baker mayfield and and patrick mahomes were you know whatever but then you went and took kyler murray after we know we told you uh, and you actually replied so i'm knocking you for that um Normally, this team would probably be close to an A for me because I just love your wide receivers. I love that you got Michael Thomas. Love that you got Odell Beckham. Chris Carson and Sony Michelle are two solid guys when you have those two wide receivers. You got the best quarterback in fantasy football. You know, Dante Pettis is trending down, but I still think he could end up being the number one guy there. So, you know, that that is what it is. Uh, and then Evan Ingram is a great tight end. Peyton Barber, I like. 
but your bench is terrible. So I'm going to give you a B. Yeah, um, I am going to go B as well. Um, I'll tell you, I really, after the seventh round, I do not like your team at all. Uh, <laughs> once the seventh round hit, you got you got Evan Ingram on the steal of life mm-hmm. for me. Like, Evan Ingram in the late seventh is, I mean, for how important the tight end position and how good I think Evan Ingram really is, you know, for you to get him in the late seventh round, is it really is a steal. Um, but I am not high on Dante Pettis for that, for, you know, the reason of Steve, Steve said he's just trending down, not good things coming out about him. Uh, Peyton Barber didn't look bad in tam- in, in the preseason, but I, just not a guy I'm excited about drafting. Eric Ebron, I think, is going to regress this year. You took two quarterbacks. C.J. Anderson, when you know, is to me wor- not worth drafting if you don't have carry-on. Uh, Greg Olson and, you know, why did you draft a third tight end? You know, Tony Pollard, I do like you getting in the 14th because he could potentially start until Zeke comes back. But if he don't start, he's worthless on your bench. Andy Isabella, I do like taking a shot on. But, yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go with a B- minus just because I don't think he really did a good job on his team after round seven. Yeah. So uh, you want to read Dan's team? Or you yeah, yeah, we'll get into Dan's team. And Dan's team started off to me so good. I and know. Then, downhill really quick really quick. <laughs> all right so he's got deshaun watson at quarterback marlon mack and ronald jones are his running backs he's, he's got Devontae adams julio jones stefan diggs uh he's got david njoku as his tight end alshon jeffrey geronimo allison are his flexes he's got damian harris carlos hyde Deion lewis paris campbell tom brady and jarek mckinnon all right, so he started off and got Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Stefan Diggs, and we were like, wow, that receiving core is great. And then he came around and somehow wound up getting Marlon Mack in the fourth round. And then he gets Jeffrey. His receivers were ridiculous. You know, I do like getting Watson, but Ronald Jones is your number – like your, your number two running backs are, you know – who knows who you're going to throw out there? You got <laughs> maybe Neon Lewis. I think. Huh? You don't got nobody to throw out there, uh, dog. Uh, maybe Deion Lewis might be the best option, but. Bro, Carlos Hyde is getting cut. <laughs> Carlos Hyde is going to get cut. Uh, Damian Harris, you know, he's got a broken wrist or, you know, a wrist injury. He's not really working with the first team. Uh, McKinnon's on the injured list, or he's going to, you know, he's not really ready to start the season, apparently. Ronald Jones, um, like, we think he might be the backup. I mean, he looks like he's the backup. You know, Peyton Barber's running with the starters. Um, David Njoku is somebody who's just been going downhill. You know, he showed up apparently out of shape and hasn't had a good attitude in, in camp and, there's just so many targets around there. He's basically a touchdown or bust tight end. Um, I like Geronimo. I think Geronimo's a good, you know, eighth round receiver guy and gig to grab in that area. But man, like your team started off so good, Dan. And then after like round, once you took Ronald Jones, it was all downhill after that. So, yeah, I would, I mean, like you, and that's the thing you took Ronald Jones before Peyton Barber. We kind of been talking about how he's not, the guy there so i don't really understand that pick but anyway um 
I love your wide receivers. I mean, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Stephon Diggs, those three could carry you, but they can't carry you if you don't have I a mean, number two running back. You know you what I mean? You could have got Jordan Howard in the eighth round, or Jordan Howard instead of – when you drafted Ronald Jones, Jordan Howard was still there. Yeah, I would have got like Caleb better. Could have got Kalen Blas, LaShawn McCoy. You know, all those guys were drafted before Ronald Jones, and to me they all have have – chances to play a lot more than ronald jones i don't ronald jones just don't look good at all to me no but i you know man i think his his wide receivers could carry his team yeah if deshaun watson ends up being really really good like we kind of been thinking yeah. and marlon mack is going to be a solid number one you know guy when you have these wide receivers so you're just going to be dire you're going to be in dire straits as your your wide your running back too you know, you might be getting zero some weeks for your for your, for your yeah. RB two position for real. I'm not even kidding. Um, yeah. You know, you have like no, you have nothing. You have nothing. Jared yeah. McKinnon, we don't even. He might. Jared McKinnon might be put on short term IR, and if that happens, then you really got nothing. Because if Carlos Hyde gets cut, and Damian Harris, you know, doesn't see the field all that much, and Deion Lewis is just kind of the scat back there, and they do use Henry the way they're saying they're going to use him, you literally don't have anybody to start. You, you literally have to throw in, in Lewis and hope that he gets you five points. Yeah. That's basically which, what the deal is. Which ain't which ain't the worst thing in the world when he's got those receivers. But yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with a – I'm going to go B-. Minus. Nah, I'll go B. Yeah, I was going to say. Just because I love his receivers. Yeah, I think his receivers. receivers. The only – I'm not – I do not like the tight end at all, and I am not cool with the number two running back, but I think the rest of the team is really solid. Bench bench is not good at all either. No, but. your bench is atrocious. But I yeah. do like I do like you know your wide receivers. I think that makes up. That is a a band aid on a uh, on a big wound here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I like it. I I like that you have these wide receivers because you know Adams and Jones and Diggs is, is just great. And I'm not going to grade anything any team less than a B with those three wide receivers. All right, so no control. <laughs> Uh, Matt Ryan, James Conner, Joe Mixon, Julian Edelman, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, TJ Hawkinson, David Montgomery, Lamar Miller. Uh, and then on his bench, he's got Drew Brees, Kareem Hunt, Alexander Madison, Ben Roethlisberger, Marquise Brown, and Noah Fane. My man likes the rookie tight ends. Yeah, he does. So for me, uh, looking at this team, uh, wide receivers are rough. Very rough. I, I'm not a big fan of DJ Moore. I, we've been preaching that. And DK Metcalf is, you know, hurt right now, is having knee surgery. Um, and your only other receiver on your team is Marquise Brown, who we're not really sure what we're going to get from Hollywood, to you know, especially in the beginning of the year. So that that's to me is just a real – that's a knock on your team. You know, TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant, I, rookie tight ends just don't – do well in the NFL. They they not like there's been one yeah, top five, yeah, one top five rookie tight end in the last I think it's like twelve years. Like nobody that you know comes in as a tight end and really you know performs that good. And that one tight end was Evan Ingram, I think you know two or three years ago, whenever it was. Um, not really the highest on Connor. Um, I do think Mix Mixon is a safe number number two. I, I like getting Mixon um, as a safe running back, but, you know, Montgomery is kind of, you know, what kind of workload is he going to get? Uh, 
you know, Lamar Miller, we've beat like a dead horse, and Matt Ryan <laughs> is on that off year. So I'm not going to bash him no more. Uh, we're, we're done, done with the, yeah, we're yeah, done we're, with we're the Lamar we're, Miller bashing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with a B minus because to me, you know, you really need Connor to kind of have that touchdown upside as like a last year. And, you know, I, it's not somebody that I've been excited about. So, you know, to me, James Connor, you know, he, he was very, very spotty last year. Um, he was very touchdown dependent. You know, he had some games where he had like 20 yards, but he would score two touchdowns. You know, I, I just mm-hmm. don't see that happening this year. Um, you know, Matt Ryan, I'd rather have other quarterbacks than Matt Ryan. If you're going to wait that long with quarterback, just wait and get somebody else to me. Because to me, Matt Ryan could, you know, he's, he's got an on and off situation. And this is that off year. And, you know, I, I do like the offense. But, yeah, to me, I'm going to go with a B-. minus. Yeah, I just, you know, I like your starters. But I don't understand the three-quarterback thing. There's There's multiple teams on here now that have three-quarterbacks. You could have filled your team with more depth. You know, you have Kareem Hunt, who you know is not going to play until after week eight, or after week nine. So week 10 is the first time he'll be eligible to play. Alexander Madison has looked terrible in the preseason, so not a guy that I would take if I don't have, you know, if I don't have Cook. Um, You know, DK Metcalf, who knows, you know, he could be good, but it sounds to me like he's, you know, injured right now, and they're, they're trying to figure that out. Noah Fant. You know, I'm not taking two rookie tight ends, you know, back-to-back. Um, you know, you could have could have definitely gotten some depth, more depth on your team if you had not taken three quarterbacks. Um, Marquise Brown is, a, is an unknown because he hasn't really even practiced in full, really, at all yet. Um, you know, DJ Moore, I think, has upside, but how much upside – uh, we don't know yet. Edelman, I think, is a solid number one when you got these the backs that you have. Um, and Matt Ryan makes me nervous this year, but I will give your team a. I'll give your team a B just because your bench. I would it would be a B plus if your bench was better, but your bench is just not good. It's just really bad. Like there's nobody on your bench that you're gonna take off your bench and put in your starting lineup for uh, for a long time. For really, if you look at it, to me. Other than the quarterbacks, you know, if you want to, if you want to play, you know, matchups with your quarterbacks, I guess that's that's kind of what you're doing. But, um, yeah, B. Uh, All right, and then, why don't you read your uh, father-in-law's team here? Yes, the father-in-law. You mashed him. Yeah, I you mashed the him. hell out of him. I mashed the hell out of him, but he he did recuperate, you know, going down the stretch because he listened to me a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he went. Jared Goff, Devontae Freeman, uh, Josh Jacobs, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, Sterling Shepard, Travis Kelsey, Philip Lindsay, Corey Davis, uh, Lamar Miller, Adrian Peterson. Good pick, Dan. Um, Dante Moncrief, Devin Funches, uh, McLaren, and then Kyle Rudolph. So, I think it's Lamar Jackson. I think you said Lamar Miller. I could be wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry. It's his backup quarterback. Um, for me... You know, I do. I didn't like that he started off Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. You know, I, that's not the way I would have started. But um, I, I do like this team. I, you know, what I mean, I'm not high on Devontae Freeman. Not high on, you know, uh, Philip Lindsay. And he took both of those guys probably in rounds that I would not have taken them. But 
if they pan out, he's his team is not bad. You know what I mean? I think that Sterling Shepard, uh, I like where he got him. You know, Calvin Ridley is a guy that, you know, he has upside, but he makes me nervous this year just because I'm I'm a little bit nervous on anybody that's not Julio on that team, really. <laughs> um, you know, Philip Lindsay, I just – I don't think he's going to get the volume of work that he got last year, and that just makes me nervous. I don't know what he – how much volume he's going to get. I definitely think he's going to see a little more volume now that, you know, Riddick is hurt, you know, in the passing game. But, um, you know, Kyle Rudolph to me is just a, a really a wasted pick. You know, um, if I have Kelsey, I'm not even going to draft the tight end. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go ahead and fill up the rest of my team, use the waiver wire to pick up whatever. But, you know, Funches, Moncrief, Peterson, you know what I mean? If, if guys, and Geis is going to start next week, so Peterson might, you know, might be null and void. I think you waited very long to get your fourth running back, and you ended up having to take Adrian Peterson, which hurts you. Um, but I will give this team, I'll give it a B because I think it's a solid, I think it's a solid core group. And Lamar Jackson, I believe, already said it has unlimited offside at the quarterback position. So if Goff is just playing okay and Lamar is taking off, then you're good. Yeah, I'm going to go with a C plus. Uh, to me, uh, you got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and then you got Freeman and Calvin Ridley. Like you know, you got two two sets of players on on the same team. You know, you got Josh Jacobs who could see a ton of work, but you know, we don't know what we're going to get from Josh Jacobs. He's a rookie. Um, I do don't mind him as a second round pick. I do like Devontae Freeman, but I'd like him a lot better as a number two running back. Um, you know, I, I haven't been as high on Corey Davis and the seventh round to me is just really high to take him. I think I like Philip Lindsay more than, more than, uh, more than Steve does. You know, he basically got Philip Lindsay ended the, the last pick of the fifth round, which I think is great value because, you know, he's a guy basically been going beginning of the fifth, you know, late fourth. So he almost got him around later. Um, so I, yeah, I like Philip Lindsay a little more than Steve does. Um, I do like Sterling Shepard Moncrief. We don't know, you know, right now Washington's popping off, you know, more in Pittsburgh. Uh, I do like Moncrief as more of a consistent veteran guy, but you know, we got to wait and see what's going on there. Adrian Peterson, same thing. We got to wait and see. I, you know, I do love Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, think Jared Goff you know, is going to, I think he literally could have two guys that finish in the top 10 at quarterback. So he, maybe he's able to get one of them guys off on a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. I wouldn't have drafted a backup for Kelsey. Um, Funches to me is terrible. Um, and taking a shot on Terry McLaurin isn't a bad idea, but yeah, just getting those two sets of players on the same team and then draft and then Corey Davis, like I said, I'm not a fan of this year, especially in the seventh round. I I'm, if I'm getting Corey Davis, I'd rather wait till like round nine, you know. So, yeah, for me, I would go C plus. Yep, and that concludes the draft, y'all. And that is it. So uh, that's it for tonight's podcast. Uh, remember, check us out on our website at www.fourthandinches.ff.com. This is www.thenumber4thinchesff.com for a bunch of content, articles, player profiles, blogs, and, of course, you can subscribe to our draft guide. And until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.